Hey guys, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and I want to focus on some new changes and updates to my business going into the new year. So I've alluded to this a little bit uh, a few episodes ago, how, you know, I have a lot of changes coming up. I wanted to wait until they actually happened before I discuss them, talk about them with you guys rather than, you know, I mean, it's one thing to talk about my plans. You know, I know that's a thing to talk about what you plan to do and all that, but I just really wanted to make sure that I actually did the things that I wanted to do and then I could, you know, talk about them and, and, uh, depending on the, the timing of it all, you know, how much time has passed since implementing certain things, you know, I can give updates and stuff like that. And of course, throughout the season, I'll, I'll probably do that as well as things evolve and, and, you know, see how, how things are going. But so a couple of big changes so far, um, that I've been wanting to do and have done already for 2023. Here it is, you know, wrapping up the end of 2022, uh, one major thing is I wanted to go into, uh, I wanted to go away from the traditional methods of a lot of things for my business for, for, for lawn care, landscaping business in general. Those of you that know me enough already know that I, I just like to be different. I don't like to follow the status quo. I don't like to always do what everybody else does. I don't necessarily want to reinvent the wheel all the time, but I definitely want to find other wheels and other ways to make the wheels turn faster, better, be more efficient, whatever, look different than the other wheels, things like that, just so I can stand out a little bit and feel and just, and just feel a little unique, you know, a little more unique and, and um, just just a little more individuality. You know, I just I just don't like to to copy every everyone. I, I don't know what, what it is. I think I went into this a little bit in some previous episodes you know, what maybe makes me tick or whatever. And, and why, why I have these kind of, you know, uh, pre-wired behaviors, I guess, you know, and, and mindsets, but ultimately I don't like to just do what everybody else does all the time, even if it's just a little bit of a tweak here and there. But so I say all that to say that the way I've done billing forever has been, you know, you get to the end of the month and whatever services that you provided for the end of the month, you bill, um, you know, you send an invoice out for the, all those monthly services to all of your clients. Uh, of course, you know, if you're just doing like a one-off thing, so that this applies to all the reoccurring revenue, like mowing lawns every week, you know, and, uh, fertilizing lawns and, you know, whatever services are reoccurring, or, you know, if you just have reoccurring clients, like say I have all mowing clients, and then there's additional services that I offer for a lot of them, but not all of them. They don't all get the same things. You know, some people want their shrubs trimmed a couple times a year and mulch. Some people don't want that, but they want fertilization and weed control. Some people want it all. Like you know, so it just all depends on on what their preferences are. Obviously, I don't I don't at this point require everyone to or anyone to, you know. Uh, utilize all, sign up for all of my services. I just require them obviously to sign up for something, right? Otherwise they wouldn't be a client. So ultimately that's, that's, that's uh, what, what I've been doing all this time. So like a, a, what I was going to also say, like a one-off, you know, project here and there, whether back in the day, which I don't do this anymore. So I say back in the day, if it was like a customer where they just needed a one-time cleanup, you know, all their bushes were overgrown, their mulch beds were, you know, full of weeds or whatever, and they want it all cleaned up, cut back, you know, fresh mulch down, stuff like that. Then that's, that's just a one-time project, right? And then you're just sending the invoice out immediately or you're, you know, getting, they know how much it is and you're expecting a check right then and there when you're done with the project, you know, on their property. Like, oh yeah, I'll be home and whatever. And they give you a check or something like that. You know, those are kind of the old school methods and still apply to a lot of folks, you know, uh, to this day, obviously. And, and, um, I'll say maybe as early as last year, the year before, I still did some of those kind of one-off things, but, you know, 90% of the time and now going into 2023, it's, you know, hundred percent of the time, it's all reoccurring revenue, all regular clients, so on and so forth. Um, but so I would always bill at the end of the month, all the services that we did, whether it was just mowing, you know, four or five times in that month, depending on how many weeks, you know, how many Mondays or Fridays there were in that month, four or five, you know, you send an invoice out, boom course, I use service autopilot. So that's automatically generated. Uh, so I don't have to do anything except just click, you know, send, um, or I can set it up so it automatically sends, but I have it set up so that I still have to review everything. Cause every now and again, something might be a little off and I just want to make sure that, you know, that, that, that I haven't, uh, 
made any kind of errors and then I have to go, you know, backwards, go back and fix some of these things. So I always just try to make sure that, you know, of course I catch as much as I can before. So I don't have to go back and all that double work. I try to be as efficient as possible. My time is very limited, very precious, especially now, nowadays more than ever after, you know, all my retail days, 15 years of doing all the craziness there. And, you know, just been really trying to rebuild my life and have more control of my life over the last eight years and just really, you know, uh, just make, make the most of it. Right. And not, so I, I don't want to waste it. So I try to do everything right the first time and, and minimize the mistakes and all that stuff. But at any rate, so like I said, normally my billing is every month and it's for the work that's done. Meaning in the winter, like now, if, you know, some people, their grass stops growing and there's nothing else that they signed up for. The same thing when we get into January and February, if they don't have, if they're not signed up for treatments, you know, we're not putting down pre-emergent for the, for some people in February. Um, some people don't sign up for mulch, so we're not doing mulch in February. So some people, we don't even see them until the lawn, the grass starts growing again in March and we're back out there, you know, with our spring cleanups and, you know, slash dethatching and then, and then mowing. So we might go a couple of months without being on some of these properties and of course not billing them. So, you know, that's reduced revenue, the slower times of the month. And for me personally, you know, I, I have implemented the profit first plan by Mike McCallowitz way, you know, like way back, like probably a year or two, I think after I heard him on Stanley Dirt Monkey Genetics original podcast, that's uh, doesn't exist, but now he has a new podcast. Uh, but all those, all those old, old episodes, <clears throat> I don't even know if actually they're ex- accessible anywhere or not, but I remember hearing he had Mike McCallowitz on his podcast and he was talking about his new book, Profit First Plan at, at that point. And I just was very interested in it, you know, bought the book and listened to bought the book on Audible and listened to it and told my wife about it. And she was super ecstatic. And we, you know, we choose all about it and we implemented it. So this way we could, you know, do, do, do the best we could or do the best we can with, with, uh, with our finances. So within the Profit First Plan, you know, we created basically what it is real quick is, you know, you're creating all these different accounts. So everything's not just in one business checking account. You know, you have it all split up with different accounts, like for taxes, for payroll, for, um, you know, whatever, you know, and, and winter savings, <clears throat> profit, obviously a profit account and different percentages go into all those different accounts that you have set up. So the winter savings account is where I put a certain percentage all year of all of our uh, monthly revenue. So by the winter, there's a certain amount of money saved up so that if we need to u- use that, you know, so when it gets slower and we're not, you know, there's not as much revenue coming in, I still basically have my, you know, my paycheck, my salary is still put aside for those slow months into the winter savings account. So as we need to pay bills and things like that, we take it from the winter savings. So financially, me personally, for my own paycheck and all that, it's good. But as far as the business, you know, the the revenue obviously slows down and there's not as much work and so on and so forth. So there's been a lot of different scenarios or versions to this. Um, uh, One thing that I forgot to mention in a previous episode about what to do with your employees over the winter I believe was what it, what it was titled. Cause it's, just, you know, most places of the country, it slows down. If you have snow, then, then it ramps up, you know, but for a lot of port parts of the, of the country, especially here in central Virginia, you know, that we, we don't get much snow and, but it's not warm enough for anything to keep growing. So everything goes dormant. It's just really cold. There's not, not as much work to do outside, obviously. Um, so the, it it's makes it very challenging for a lot of, a lot of things, you know, like having work for your employees, and having enough revenue come in to keep your company, you know, in, in the, in the plus and in, in the, in the green, the positive so that you can keep making money and, and so on. And there was a whole bunch of different, uh, different, um, solutions, I guess, you know, different opinions and things for how to get through all that, that I mentioned in a previous episode, but what I did forget to mention in that episode, and I almost thought about adding that after the fact, but I just let it go on the showroom floor there. But another thing is to have yearly contracts. That's a super popular thing. I'm sure it's very common sense for all of you listening, but if not, you know, a yearly contract is it's 12 months. So you take, you know, whatever the services are just to make it simple, you know, say someone is just wants you to mow their lawn for however many months out of the year here, it's eight to nine months out of the year uh, that typically about nine months from start to finish that we are mowing everyone's lawns. 
So the however many how, however many weeks that is in those nine months times however much you're charging, you know, 55, 60 bucks a cut, whatever it is. Um, and then that total, you know, however many thousands of dollars that is, I, I'm not doing the quick math here, but you do, would just divide that by 12. The same thing with, you know, say you're doing shrubs and mulch and fertilization, whatever services you have, you just add that all up for the year, which again, on service autopilot, it's very easy. You just pull it, you just uh, start an estimate and you just click it, you know, add everything in there, all the different services and it populates. Then you just put in the quantity of how much for what, you know, how many weeks for mowing, how many visits for shrubs and, and uh, fertilization weed control package is automatically on there with everything. And, you know, uh, uh, all the different services, you just have it all set up the way that you, your business does it. And it'll just automatically populate and add up the whole total for the year. So this way people, I've always sent it out that way anyway. So people know kind of what, like if they're starting out in the beginning of the season, a lot of times you get people, you know, in the middle of summer too, but you know, it just gives people a general idea of what their budget needs to be for a full year of all the services that they asked to quote for. Uh, and in this situation, in this case for, for a 12 month you know, a contract, you would just take that total and divide it by 12. So it's like, you know, say it's like 200, 250, 300 bucks a month or whatever that they're paying you. So it's the same set amount that they can depend on or, or expect to be charged. And it's also the same amount that you or me or us as business owners can expect to receive every month for 12 months. So in January, when it's not as busy and you might not be doing as many services, you're still getting this, you're still making the same amount. You're still billing the same amount and getting the same amount of revenue so that your business stays healthy, cash healthy during the slower months. So you don't have to worry about scrambling for all this, you know, crazy work. I mean, you can still do the extra stuff because you still want to, you know, keep everyone working and, and you want to keep moving forward and all that, but you're not, it takes some of the pressure off of the finances of, oh, how am I going to make payroll or how am I going to this or how am I going to do that? You know, whatever during those slow times, well, instead of having like a, a peak eight to nine months and then a drop off for three or four months, you know, it's, it's, it's consistent all the way through. So I've never done contracts as much as I like that philosophy because I've had several people that have left other companies that had contracts to come to me because I didn't have contracts. And I, and there's pros and cons and, and, and I get it. I understand why they did because they, they, unfortunately, you know, the people that, that had these contracts, these other companies just didn't have the, the right integrity, right? They just, you know, they, they would go, it would go a whole month in some cases without performing any services, but the bill would still come all the same. You know, one person, the season had been going for a whole month, you know, here was April and I had already mowed their neighbor twice and their lawn is all overgrown and their company hadn't come out yet. So they asked me for a quote and they're like, I I'm going to cancel with this other service because they sent me a bill for March, but they haven't even come to my property yet. And here it is the beginning of April and you've already mowed my neighbor twice and my grass is super overgrown. They haven't mowed it and they build me. It's not like it's not growing and they build me, you know, it's growing. They should have cut it. So they, you know, but they're still billing me as if they did. So that, that's unfortunate because when, when people do stuff like that, when got, when uh, companies do stuff like that, you're making it, you're hurting everybody else. You're messing up the market. You're putting a bad name, a bad taste in, uh, in the customer's mouths for our industry and for the market. And it just messes it up. You're just making it bad for everybody. So please everyone just try. I'm sure everyone's listening to this podcast, you know, has more integrity than that. But if you did it mistakenly or, or, you know, you, you just, you know, things got crazy, whatever, just try to do the best you can to prevent that kind of stuff from happening or just be honest, open and honest with your, your, your clients or whatever, whatever you got to do. But that it, it just doesn't sit well with people. And, you know, these companies lost a lot of these customers and, and, and they came to me. So that kind of made me not want to push contracts very much. Plus I didn't want to be stuck in a, in, in a contract with somebody that I didn't want to be, you know, to be a client. Like there's plenty of times every year I let people go at least one person go, you know, in the middle of season. Like I just don't even wait till the end of the season because say it's only a couple of months in, you know, it's two months in, I'm not going to go another six months dealing with a huge PETA, you know, like a Karen or, or, or a Randy. Like I'm just not going to deal with that stress for another six months because ultimately it's just going to make it, make everything worse. going to put a, a, a bad, it's going to potentially 
uh, tarnish my reputation, all this stuff. So I got to, you know, be brand first and just, just, just tap out as early as I can, if necessary. Now, if it's towards the end of the season anyway, and I've made that decision, like, man, I just really can't go on anymore. I'll just finish the season and then let them know at the end, like, Hey, thanks for all your business, but next year we won't be able to service your lawn or whatever, you know, all that however I, I word it and whatever the reasons may be. And maybe I won't even tell them the reason other than just, you know, I just say that we won't be able to service your lawn anymore. If it is something more specific, they won't be servicing your area anymore. Like maybe I drop a whole neighborhood off as I keep trying to keep uh, my route density tight and all that, whatever, you know, or maybe I'm downsizing or, you know, whatever, what, what, whatever the, the deal, the, the, the situations for that year, I try to be honest, but at the same time, I don't need to spill the beans all the time with everybody. So at the end of the day, I can, I've simply just told people also that, you know, we're just, I just, we just can't service your property any longer. And that's it. I usually don't hear anything back from them or they say, you know, sorry to hear, you know, thanks for everything. Or do you have any recommendations for anyone else? Things like that. And, and, and then I usually say no, because I don't want to pass a Karen or a Randy off to any of my peers, you know, or mentors in, in the uh, local industry in the area. I don't want to call pass those problems on anyone else. I usually just, you know, say, unfortunately I don't, you know, or whatever. So at any rate, so I don't want to be locked in with people like that with a contract. I can't necessarily, depending on how your contract is, t- typically the contract is a contract, right? You're, you're, you know, you sign the contract and it, everyone's binded to that contract. You ain't the business and the uh, consumers, you know, the, the clients. Uh, and, and, and the only way to get out of that contract is whatever the guidelines are, you know, in, in the contract, like you move or, you know, whatever, you know, like you lost your job or something, so you can't afford it, like things like that, that are more extenuating, but you can't just be like, Oh, I don't, I I just don't like you anymore. Or or I'm going to try and find someone cheaper or whatever, you know, like that stuff doesn't fly. Those aren't acceptable excuses. So while that protects you from people just randomly dropping you in the middle of the year, so you can depend on a certain amount of income, you know, once you have like, say that all, all you do is contracts and you have X amount of contracts out for X amount of dollars, you know exactly how much money you're bringing in every month and it makes it a lot easier to plan and grow and, and do all these things for your business. Um, when, when you know what the cash flow is a hundred percent, cause it's all contracted and you know, it's coming. So while that, that's, you know, that's obviously a good thing. Um, it, it's also, you know, you can be locked in with somebody that you don't want to be locked in with, especially if, uh, you know, say, say you, you know, you, you realize you price something incorrectly. Now you're really in for it, whatever. So that there's all kinds of pros and cons to contracts. I'm, I'm not, didn't really mean to go into a whole lot about that. Welcome to Toro Tuesday. This week, I want to talk about the multi-force leaf plow attachment. So this is literally a plow, but it's for leaves. So again, as always, if you want the visuals, go ahead and click the link in the episode description to take you to toro.com and you can uh, take you right to there to the page for the leaf plow and you can check that out uh, and see what it looks like. But basically it looks like a giant snow plow uh, with two wheels on the bottom and kind of like 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 a rake all the way along the bottom, you know, like the, it's all aluminum and it's, it. so the, the rake is kind of like, like, um, you know, like tines. It, it, it literally looks like a, a giant rake, which helps you scoop up any debris and leaves uh, for you to push big piles of debris and leaves where the blowers uh, may be, you know, as you know, if, if you've done leaf removal before and as you start blowing, you know, all the leaves out of, the nooks and crannies, mulch beds across the lawn, and you're clearing it all off, eventually you accumulate such a a big enough pile that it's hard for you to move it, even with the most powerful backpack blowers. So it's it's a lot easier uh, for you to get the leaf plow, and then you can just push the piles wherever you need to go, to the curb to suck it up with a leaf vac, or into the woods if there's some natural areas that you're going to. Um, and, and so that, that, that's really beneficial for that. Uh, it does have a lot of like holes, you know, it's kind of almost looks like, like, um, like mesh to a certain extent all the way around, uh, the whole, the whole thing so that it kind of gives you that airflow. Uh, but basically it's just meant for easily moving wet leaves, debris, just big, massive piles of stuff from one place to another without damaging the turf. Because like I said, at the, uh, at the, on the bottom, it's just like a rake. So you're just kind of like combing through the, the, the turf as you're moving along, um, the piles of leaves and debris. And it easily attaches 
to the multi-force, uh, the hitch attached, hitch receiver. It easily attaches there. You can fold it up so that you can easily store it on trailers and, and so on. Um, and it's it's heavy duty. You know, I, I misspoke. It's not aluminum. It's it's steel, galvanized steel, and it's just built to last. And basically, if you think about any leaf removal jobs that you've done in the past, another example. Uh, where you would normally be tarping large piles of leaves, right? Because you get to that point where you've got these big piles of leaves and debris and you really can't move it anymore with backpack blowers. Like I said, what do you do a lot of times? You you either blow those piles onto a tarp or rake it onto a tarp and then you drag the tarp wherever you got to go. Again, to the curb, to suck it up or up in your trailer or truck bed or into the woods. Either way, you know, that's drag, that's tarping and dragging and it takes longer and more energy. So using a leaf plow eliminates the, the need to do that. You can just push those piles instead. So again, for all the full details and the visuals, since this is all audio, check out the link in the episode description for Toro.com. What I wanted to say is that I wanted to tweak that. And instead of having contracts, it's a 12 month agreement which means you're not, no one's binded for, to anything. You know, they can cancel any time and I can cancel any time. I can change the prices, change anything I need to do on the fly. They can add and subtract stuff as well. Um, the bottom line is it just means that whatever services they signed up for is being, the total is being divided out by 12 months. So um, that this way we can count on that revenue every month. We know in the slower months, like in January and February, we know we're still getting the same amount as we're getting in July and August. Uh, so that's that's the bottom line is I wanted to, I just want to keep strengthening my business and find ways, you know, whether it's thinking outside the box or just implementing things that other companies have already been doing and so on that one reason or another I haven't done. You know, there's been a lot of transitions that I've been doing over the years because a lot of these things I kind of made up my mind and discovered years ago, but I didn't want to drop all of these bombs in one year and then potentially lose 50% of my clients. You know, I didn't want to alienate half my business or more or whatever. So I've been kind of transitioning a lot of these things year after year. Those of you that have been that following me through social media over the years, Every year I transition with something different. You know, I, I add a new thing, you know, credit, all credit cards on file, uh, you know, raise my rates again, you know, which we should be doing every year anyway. But like I raised them pretty aggressively year after year, like, you know, 10% versus 5% or 3% or whatever. As long as you do something, that's, 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 that's the goal. But, you know, I'll, I'll raise them, you know, pretty significantly and, um, you know, or, um, you know, uh, you know, stop being, um, for hire, you know, like aeration for hire, mulch for hire, shrubs for hire. Like every season that comes up, people will call me to do that, to do to, Hey, can you do mulch? Hey, can you do, can you trim my shrubs? Hey, can you do aeration? And they're not people that I even know who they are. They're not my regular clients. And, and usually it ends up just being a mess. You know, I don't know what I'm going into. It always is going to take longer. It doesn't matter how much I charge, you know, you're usually going to be off. And, and even if you price high to accommodate for any unforeseen things, you're still on a property that you're not familiar with. You know, what, what, what if you bust a sprinkler head that you didn't even know was there or a wire or something that you clip? And oh, of course you could say it's that, you know, the, the customer's fault and all that stuff. So they didn't market properly and whatever. But if it was your regular client, that would most likely not even happen because you're on their property all year long for the most part, depending on what services you offer. And you kind of get to know where the property and where all these things are and all these little nuances and they're familiar with you. And, you know, you can remind them, make sure you have everything flagged properly, you know, uh, in addition to an email that you send out and, you know, everything is just kind of routine automatic. And when you just get these random people that contact you for a one-time service, like aerating or putting down some fresh mulch in their mulch beds or hacking down, you know, their overgrown bushes, you just have no, no, no relationship established with these people. You have no idea. They're not on your email list. They don't know how you do things or how things are supposed to be done or any of that. They just want you they just have a vague idea of what they want or need because the HOA maybe, you know, is giving them a letter and threatening to find them because of whatever mess is going on in their yard. You know, that's obviously that's work to be done. And, you know, there's a lot of people that do that. And I've been there, done that as well. But and it's really good to help grow your business that way. Hopefully you can convert those people into regular clients and things like that and get referrals and so on and so forth. Maybe even get into a new neighborhood that way. But at the end of the day, 
I have so many regular clients that I don't need to be taking on all these one-time things. The only time that I take on these cleanup type deals is if they sign up for a yearly agreement. Again, they could cancel whatever, but their card's on file. I'm still getting paid because we bill on the first of the month instead of the end of the month for, you know, the, the work that we're going to do, right? We know, hey, it's 200 bucks a month, January 1st or February 1st, all the above, you know, every month, the first, boom, 200 bucks, charge your card, bam, you got that money before you even did any work. So it's, it's prepay, you know, uh, and it's, and you know, and the, you and the clients know exactly how much, uh, is, is getting taken out of their account or, you know, charged on their card every, every month. And, and then they, and then they also know what's going to get done and what's not going to get done. You know, like, Hey, we're not mowing lawns, but they're going to come out and do this or do that. Or they're going to prep the beds for mulch. They're going to trim the shrubs. They're going to put down pre-emergent for the weeds, you know, whatever, all that stuff. So it's all communicated. Everyone has their, their, their agreements, you know, the, the services that they agreed upon at the prices when they're going to be done, which is my schedule, not theirs. And here's how much it comes out to every month. So that's the 12 month agreement so that I can schedule all of my workout for the entire, all my, all of my jobs for the entire year. So I can better see and schedule appropriately. I know how many, how, how many employees I, I may or may not need, uh, you know, all the revenue that's coming in every month, obviously. And, you know, what, what, anything, everything and anything about my business. Now I can see a whole year in advance at a quick glance and just have it all scheduled out properly. Of course, things are going to change, be, be tweaked, you know, as we get closer, the weather and all that. Okay, we're pushed out a week or so because we didn't get everything done because of a bunch of rain days or snow or whatever. You know, of course, that's going to happen, but it's still the same general theme, right? You still know you're going to be putting down this application, this chemical application this time. You're going to be doing mulch th this time frame. You're going to be, you know, trimming shrubs these two times of year. You know, you're going to be mowing every week on whatever days for those neighborhoods. You're going to be, um, you know, doing aeration this time frame and seeding and, you know, like all, all the stuff, you just ha have it all down pat. So that's a big change uh, for my business. And yeah, so I sent the emails out already because January 1st is coming fast and furious. So I sent the emails out and got a lot of good responses. You know, typically with these kind of things, it's like no news is good news, right? I can see the open rate, you know, all the emails that are, that are opened and not opened. So, you know, when they're all opened, if, and, and, and say I got no replies, like no, no one, no one saying anything back, well, then just silence is acceptance, right? No news is good news. So, you know, if they're not, if they're not, replying to complain. Most people aren't replying to say, sounds good to me, Th though. I had several people do that, you know, that like, you know, probably like your best clients are like, that's fine. Or I no, you know, no worries or sounds good to me or makes sense or great job. Or, you know, I have one person say, uh, something like, um, like, you know, good job or, um, you know, well done or good idea or something like that. Like, you know, or, or you know, you know, what took you so long or something along those lines. Like some people are really like, you know, don't know, even know why you haven't been doing this. You know what I mean? And, and then of course, you know, if you have people that don't like it, then those are the ones that are going to reply. So, but the majority of the people don't reply at all is my point. So if they don't reply and that's fine, like you, there's no requirement to reply. It's like, Hey, this is what we're going to do, you know? And, and you know, if you have any issues, please reply, you know, contact me and we'll, we'll work it out. Otherwise on January 1st, boom, your card's being charged for this monthly rate uh, every month going forward for, for the, the remainder of the year. And these are the services that we're offering. Boom, there it is. So a lot easier than, than, than it may sound or that I'm making it or whatever. It's just, you know, as long as you have the right CRM, like a service autopilot, you know, that you can have it all, you know, it's, it's already set up. Basically, you're just you're just uh, changing kind of the format a little bit, but you have all the the, the 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 mechanics of it all already. The whole foundation is already laid there. All you already have all your clients in the system, all the services that you offered, all the data. So now you just got to configure it differently, and you know apply all these. We call them it's called contracts in the system, but you know it's not technically for me with the clients, a contract, I call it an agreement, but you know, it's titled a contract and service autopilot and you can set it all up with all the services, you know, for 12 months and what's the monthly rate and all that. And it just all automatically populates the first of every month. You know, you just automatically send out these invoices for that amount 
and and boom, that's it. Um, I mean, you know, you charge the cards and and they get their uh, their paid invoice in the in the email, and that's it. So that's that's a big change right there, a big update. I'm really excited about that. It's it's a lot less stressful now going into January. You know, not wondering where every single dollar is coming from. Now I I know and I can start planning and you know mulch will be coming in February and all these things. It just helps me feel like more professional, more efficient, makes me feel like a bigger company, which my, my mentality has always been think big, stay small. Like I've been doing stuff since I was solo that big companies do, um, and and have done that I've observed, uh, locally and that I've seen on social media. And a lot of people will ask me like, why are you doing that? Like you only, you're by yourself. You only have 40 customers or whatever. Like, why are you doing this or that? Or why are you looking into payroll or whatever? You know, it's like, because I'm trying to prepare, I'm trying to think big, but stay small. I'm trying to think bigger and outside the box and, and, and do everything I need to do now while I'm still small behind the scenes, right? It's easier to do it now than wait till you're, you know, 150 clients in and, you know, multiple crews and, and trucks and trailers, and, and, and you don't have your stuff together. You don't, you're not even processing payroll and any, you know, in any real professional way and payroll taxes and all this stuff can be all out of whack. You know, you have no workers comp or whatever, like, and you're scrambling to do all that stuff while you're knee deep in all of this business, all of this work. I want all, I want all that stuff to be done ahead of time. So I'm always trying to think ahead. I'm always trying to think big, but stay small. How can I incorporate some of these bigger ideas that these bigger companies do in, in my smaller company? You know, how, how can it still work for me and so on? So that's, that's always been, been my mentality. So this is just one more step in that direction. So I'm sure I'm not the only one that's done this or thought about this. And there's definitely pros and cons and there's, and it's definitely not bulletproof. You know, there might be some things that you're thinking about. They're like, well, what about this? Or what about that? My wife has even asked me, well, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, well, let's, we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's see how it goes. And we'll figure it out as, as we go along. I'm sure there will be some things that, that some hiccups along the way or some, some things that we'll have to adjust and that's okay. That's, that's, that's the way it is. That's what happens. You know, it's, it's, it's business, it's entrepreneurship. We're problem solvers. So we'll figure it out. The bottom line is that I, I, you know, I can plan now everything ahead of time. And I know how much revenue is coming in. And, and as new, you know, as a spring rush comes and we have lots of new potential clients coming in that sign up for their 12 month agreements, even if they're a month behind or something, we, once we get them signed up, we still know now, okay, now we've added all, all this revenue per month on. Now we know more services that we added on and, you know, like, okay, now we just have one more, you know, or X amount of more lawns to mow or, you know, to fertilize yard, you know, shrubs to trim, things like that. And, and the extra revenue per month. so you just keep adding it on, like, just like any, just like any other time. Um, it's just structured differently. And in my opinion, better. And, you know, I, in, in all, in all fairness, I was a little, I guess I've been nervous about doing or apprehensive about doing some of these, those kind of that, this, and other things in the past, like, like a lot of us, you know, I don't want to raise my prices. I'm scared that I'm going to, you know, lose all my people, but you might lose one or a handful, but unless you only have a handful, then, and even if you had a handful, you don't, if you lost one, that would be rough, but you know, percentage wise, that's be a big chunk. If you only had, you know, five people and one person canceled because you raised your prices, well, you know, but that's going to be rough. But the whole point is to have a little more quantity than that and then give them the great quality and they they should be fine. So, cause, cause ultimately you, you, people aren't mass exodus. They're not just leaving like that. When you raise your prices, if you're doing a good job, you know, if you're, if you're an excellent communicator, you're excellent, uh, work ethic, you, you know, you're there when you're supposed to every week. And if you're not, you, you're communicating why and when you will be, you know, because of weather or equipment breakdown or whatever the deal is. And you're just providing a great service, right? At, at a fair price. And if you have to raise your, and, and then when, when you raise your, your price the next year or whenever, then they should one expect it because everyone raises prices every year. That's how businesses go. It's called inflation and other things. And two, they should be okay with it because they're, they're happy with your service and they don't want to try and find someone else and go through that whole rigmarole and all that stuff. You know, they're just like, Oh yeah, it's good. It's cool. Whatever. Like that's fine. You know, or, or again, they don't say anything. So silence is acceptance or whatever, you know? So that's, that's a, that's a big change right there. And then the other quick announcement that I do want to say, I don't want to labor over it and spend too much time on it. 
because it's so new and I haven't implemented, you know, I haven't, we haven't really put it into, into motion yet, but I got my second truck. I have the work truck, the big old Ram 3500, uh, which I've been always using work. So I've all, ever since I started my business, I've, I've had, uh, I, I started with a, with a Jeep compass. Right. Um, and I traded that in, you know, I used that part when I was doing it part-time while still in retail, mowing lawns part-time while still working full-time retail. Then when I went full-time in lawn care, I traded in my Jeep compass for a used F-150 so that I could, you know, pull a trailer, have a, a pickup bed so I can use for all kinds of stuff, of course, right? You know, you can get a lot more done with landscaping and lawn care with a pickup truck than you can a Jeep, you know, of any kind. So, uh, so I did that because I figured that that was, you know, the, the first, the first step there. And then, and then I, I got a lot of, did a lot of like landscaping stuff and cleanups and things in the winter and spring before mowing started with just random hand tools and wheelbarrows and mulch and all that just with my truck. And then, then when mowing season started, I, I, Bought a, bought a small trailer, uh, borrowed some money for, from a, a family member for um, a, a walk behind belt drive Toro walk behind mower, and then I had the other stuff I already had. You know, like I said before, Ryobi hand trimmer blower and uh, Husqvarna twenty two inch. You know, the old Lowe's special there. You know, the homeowner special. So I was still using that as well, and I, and I did have an Echo backpack blower seven seventy backpack blower that I got from being doing it part time one year. I took some of that money that I made that year for the with the handful of lawns and I and I bought my first commercial uh um a piece of equipment which was the backpack blower. So I had all that to start off my full time year mowing lawns, but I've always had a work truck that I used for personal, right? You know, like I was using the truck of course for work to pull trailers and take care of all my properties and, and build my business. But I would, you know, anytime I had to do anything personally, you know, pick up the kids from school or they're sick or after school activities or, uh, you know, I don't think I went anywhere with the F-150, honestly, because it was so old and had so many miles. I tried to keep it to a minimum. Um, but over the years, there was definitely times, I, I think maybe when we went camping and, and, um, went to, uh, you know, like go, go to on a family bike ride to, you know, some of the local trails. That's when I t- took, you know, my F-150, uh, and other trucks uh, since then. So subsequently I would use those because there's more room to put stuff in the pickup bed and I could put the, uh, bike rack on the hitch, you know, which my wife's cars over the years never had any of those. Um, so it was just easier to use my truck. But then again, so now I'm using it for personal. So that was, that was like my, my daily driver, you know, quote unquote, plus it was, um, for work, you know I mean? But I used it for work all the time, but it still got me from place to place. So that, that's, that's what it's always been. I've always had work trucks that I've used for personal, right? From F-150 to Ram 1500 to Ram 3500. At one point I had the F-150 and the 1500 at the same time. And I was intending on having, keeping, you know, two two work trucks at that point so that I could, as I grew and found a crew leader, I could start branching off and have, have, you know, one crew mow the majority of the lawns and I could treat lawns with the other truck and maybe start taking on some, some additional mowing if, if we were overflowing with the crew and so on. But before I was able to get to that point, uh, before I was even able to find a crew leader or even really make it or even really care the F-150's engine started leaking. So, you know, the mechanics, like, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that. So it, it's, you know, there's, the, the hole's only gonna get worse. You're gonna have to actually replace the engine. You can't fix the engine and your truck's not even worth replacing even a used engine. It would still be more than what the truck overall is worth. So what do you really want to do? You probably just want to get the most out of this truck and get rid of it. So I was like, man, you know, so then I just, I just traded in both the F-150 and the Ram 1500 for the Ram 3500. I just got the biggest, baddest work truck that I could get that I knew my business would never outgrow and would last me a long time. It was brand new when I got it in 2019. It had like 20 miles or something on it. And it's been going strong ever since. I think what well, I'm up to like 30 something thousand miles or something three years later. I mean, talk about route density, right? I don't drive a whole lot. I mean, I did drive down to Louisville, Kentucky, um, down to Quip Expo back in October with it. So that was fun. It's a, it's a good ride, even though it's a big old truck, it's a good ride. It's, you know, it's still real new. So it's a real comfortable ride. Anyway, you know, instead of renting a vehicle, I just took my truck down. It was just easier that way. So 
Typically, I don't do too many trips like that with my work trucks because they've always been used and just trying to keep the wear and tear down and the miles down so that I can just make sure that it works for work so I can keep making money to support my family and keep growing my business to get to my goals and so on. So, um, but, you know, there's been plenty of times since I've had the Ram 3500 and even right before I got it where I was like, man, you know, I really wish I had that second truck because, you know, I could do different things, right? Like even before I had a crew leader specifically, I really thought outside the box and what I would be, what I would do is I would just rent a pickup truck, a U-Haul pickup truck. Um, I've said this before on, on some media platforms in the past and, uh, but I've rented U-Haul pickup trucks. That's the most affordable way to go at this point for pickup trucks uh, versus like Home Depot or United Rental or whatever. Maybe there's something local in your area that that does something better, but U-Haul is a national thing. And um, from my experience, you know, it's been the most affordable when you're not going very far, right? When you're just, when you have route density like me and you're just driving around the same local neighborhoods close together, you know, renting a U-Haul truck for $19.95 or whatever it is a day, plus mileage. And then of course, whatever gas you, you use, you, you know, refill it back up. You know, I was going like, I was only spending like 50, 55 bucks a day, uh, to rent a U-Haul truck. Now it's very annoying because you got to make sure that it's there. You got to do it in advance. And if it's not there, you get, you know, you got to find all, find what there's all these U-Haul locations, but they're just spread out all over the greater Richmond area. And sometimes I'd have to drive to Timbuktu U-Haul just to find a pickup truck that was available for when I needed it, you know, and that's, that's really hard when you have weather to deal with, you know, employee call outs, you know, you have all this stuff scheduled. You've got your truck, you know, reserved and, you know, the weather's good. And then, you know, one of your employee calls out now you're, now you're down somebody and now it's like, well, now it's pointless, you know, to, to, to have two trucks or something. It's like, man, so it's really tedious to do it, to do that. But Hey friends, Mr. Producer here. And I've been listening to Naylor emphasize route density on his podcast for over a year now. And I've encouraged him to take all this material and create a masterclass to put all of his knowledge in one place and share it with you. This is going to be a live three-week course. Nothing's pre-recorded. You'll have access to group live streams and one-on-ones with Naylor. Every session ends with action steps that you can implement right away in your business. Plus, you'll get a copy of the session recordings emailed to you. Hey, if you want to learn how to make $1,000 all the way up to $3,000 a day in lawn maintenance through route density, then you need to click the link in the episode description. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. In a pinch or as you're growing and evolving, it definitely comes in handy. I've done it plenty of times over the years. I have uh, gotten the U-Haul pickup truck and I've either had a a couple of my guys take that u-haul pickup truck out and they've trimmed shrubs all day you know and uh they don't need a trailer or anything they just put everything in the bed and you know garbage bags and you know when we're trimming shrubs we don't again when we're not shrub trimming for hire we're doing our regular clients multiple times a year we're not trimming off a ton right we're not trimming off three feet you know um limbs at a time because there's there's super tall shoots everywhere because they haven't been trimmed in forever you know and of course some some shrubs grow faster, more aggressively than others. But overall, when you maintain them throughout the year, at least twice a year, you're not cutting off as much. So my point in saying that is it's a lot easier to stuff all that, you know, into a garbage bag. You know, you see, you say like, you know, two, two garbage bags on average, two big, you know, yard garbage bags on average per, um, you know, per, per property, that's fine. So you can fit a ton of those. You can do a bunch of, you know, a handful of properties for a couple of guys in a day and all those bags fit in the, in the truck bed. And at the end of the day, we go back to storage. They let us use their, their big uh, commercial dumpsters in the back. And we just dump all our bags back there. As long as we don't have like a trailer full of garbage bags, you know, if we're only dumping, you know, seven, eight or nine, you know, bags at, at the most at one time, it's not a big deal. You know, it's not going to fill up the dumpster and it gets emptied every week. It's not a big deal. Um, we have a good arrangement. And one of the many reasons why I like the storage facility that I have, it's a little more expensive than some of the other ones that are a little bit further away. So I pay for the convenience of the, of it being closer and, you know, all the different uh, amenities that I'm able to utilize as well as the people are just really nice and, and very helpful, accommodating. We have a great relationship. So I'm really 
fortunate and grateful to have the relationship in the storage unit that I have. So that's that. That's how you know we've done shrubs before. There's also plenty of times that we'll just dump all the shrub clippings in the back of the 3500 truck bed. That's the easiest way, right? If you have a dump truck, dump trailer, or dump bed, or whatever, you can just take the clippings straight from there. You know, you don't have to use garbage bags. It's a lot easier. You just you know rake it all, scoop it all up in in the in the can or whatever you got, and then you just go straight to the dump bed or truck. Uh, trailer or whatever you just dump it right in there and then when that's all full after days or, or whatever the end of the week then you go to the dump or wherever it is that you go and you can just dump all that out um, but in a lot of cases especially when you have a u-haul truck we can just you know we just bag them up and that's it so I, i'm saying all that to say that that's how i've been creative to try and have two trucks when i needed them even when i didn't have a crew leader just so i can get more stuff done so like in between like so say you know we, we normally have a monday through thursday mowing route so there, so on the week said, you know, there was no weather issues. We, and I knew we were going to be able to get all of our lawns done Monday through Thursday. Then Friday was for shrubs. And then I would treat yards. So the guys would go with the U-Haul pickup truck and they would, uh, you know, go knock out, you know, a bunch of yards throughout the day, trimming shrubs while I grabbed the trailer with the other truck. And, or if I had the ramp rack attached, you know, when, when I, when I finally got that, um, I could just use, take that truck with the ramp rack and I could just put everything, you know, spreader, spreaders and, and fertilizer or pre-emergent, or if we're spraying weeds in the summer, if it's summertime when we're spraying weeds is, you know, there's been multiple times of the year that I've done this, um, whatever the treatment is that I'm doing, I can just load up and then I can go do that. So again, we can be simultaneously getting work done, right? They're doing that and I'm doing that, um, so that's, that's, that's just like out, outside of the box thinking there that I've done just, but it, it, it kills me to keep throwing that money towards U-Haul trucks, you know, for, for, so for years, I've been wanting a second truck. I've been looking at trucks constantly trying to go, um, you know, test drive trucks, check them out. They, they, they're selling like hotcakes. It's crazy. Even though the prices are ridiculous, inflation and the used trucks are out of control, um, it seems like it's starting to level out a little bit more now, which is good, but it's just been all crazy with the whole pandemic and COVID and everything over the last few years to just completely disrupt the flow of so many things, including prices on stuff and, um, supply of things, you know, supply and demand and all that, you know, inventory running out of this and that just, just a hot mess. But I've been always just keeping my, my eyes open and, and looking for stuff and just waiting for that opportunity for something to really come through. And, you know, I've always had, had a little bit of a, you know, um, I've always been a little fearful that when the time came where I really needed another truck, I just, I wasn't going to be able to find one or I was going to get desperate and just find whatever nonsense I could find that wasn't the, the best fit or the right fit. And then it's like, maybe it's, you know, too old or something's going to break down or whatever. Um, so I've been trying to, wanting to stay proactive as much as possible. And, um, when, when, you know, so when, when, when I had a temporary a crew leader for a short time, I didn't have a second truck. So that, again, that was a little challenging using the U-Haul trucks and all that nonsense. And when I go on a vacation, that's fine. They just use the old Ram 3500 or I should say the new 35 Ram 3500, but you know, like that, it's still just not the perfect solution. And, and I just wanted to make sure that I've always been wanting to get that second truck basically is what is I, those of you that have been following along, I've been saying that for a long time. So, uh, it seems like anyway, so ultimately I finally got that second truck and this time I got a personal truck that I can use for work. So I finally came, you know, I've gone back and forth, you know, short story, majorly long. <laughs> I've been going back and forth for, all this time, all these years, like, do I just get another work truck? You know, like just get a junkie truck and you know, a five, $6,000 throwaway truck that'll last me a year or two or whatever, just so I can keep, keep moving here, you know, and not have to worry about financing anything or, or, or what, you know, or, or, or do I just go all in again and finance a really nice, you know, either new or, you know, slightly used, um, tr truck that's more personal 
than work, you know, for, for me to be able to use for everything in my life, you know, like my quote unquote daily driver, but I can also hook up the trailer to it. I can throw fertilizer in the back, a spreader, whatever, you know, whatever I got to do, some backpack sprayers and do stuff, customer service calls, whatever I got to do as the owner, as my business continues to grow while the crew is out doing their thing throughout the week with the Ram 3500. So that's always been my goal. And that's where I'm going to for this spring. I'm super excited. Um, I'm about to promote my, my next crew leader. Uh, my, my, my other crew leader is no longer with me. So I I've gone a, f- a little while now without a crew leader, you know, a whole bunch of different sh- transitions going on with labor. Of course, we, we've all, a lot of us have been there, done that, or, or at least all heard about it, but I, I hired a really good guy that has been basically my right-hand man. Like I'm really fortunate that I finally found, you know, my right-hand man caliber of a team member and I'm getting ready to promote him to crew leader once the spring hits. Uh, once the spring comes, we're going to hit the ground running. He's going to take the Ram 3500 and the guys and just get after it throughout the week, mowing all the lawns. And, and then obviously as we transition to other things, you know, he's really good at everything, honestly. So uh, once we get the shrub trimming, he, him and the guys can do that and all that. So I'll just be able to focus. I'll be able to just focus on fertilization and weed control and anything else that comes up along the way that, you know, that, that needs to be taken care of. I can always team up with the guys if I need to, for any bigger projects, like, you know, mulch season, stuff like that, that's be coming up in February and March, all those kind of things like that. But I'll, but I'll be free to be able to do whatever I need. In addition to that, if I need to do something for family, if I want to take my wife out to lunch, if I need to run quotes, if I have any customer service issues I need to follow up on, you know, any, any of the run to the office, go into the studio to record a podcast, you know, a meeting for this or that, like all these things, you know, I don't have to worry about how am I going to get there? What am I going to do? You know, go on vacation or go camping or go whatever with the fam, go to the drive-in. I don't have to worry about always taking the work truck to do these things. As much as it's cute to advertise my business, it's not so cute when I'm like an hour away advertising my business or anywhere in town that I don't want to be advertising my business, you know, because my truck is wrapped and it stands out like a, like, you know, I was gonna say like a sore thumb, but it stands out in a crowd. That's for sure. It's not sore, a sore thumb. It's a, it's a great looking truck and it brings a lot of attention to it. And everyone knows, you know, my business and, and that truck and everything. So it's good, but I don't want to always be driving that all around town doing all kinds of personal stuff, especially the fact that it's so big, you know, and then when I have the ramp on, it's even bigger. So I would just really rather leave that at, at storage at the shop, right? And leave it for work. So I wanted to get a personal truck that I could use for work. So that's what I have now. I have a nice personal truck. Um, I'll go into more details about it as time goes on. I'm just it's all real new and fresh. So I'm just trying to take it all in. This is a big step for me. You know, again, I had two trucks for a hot minute, but it didn't seem anything like this because one of them was barely functional and I didn't have anyone, I didn't have any people to, to drive it. So just like, you know, one of the reasons why I went this long without getting a second truck was because I just, I couldn't find a consistent, reliable crew leader, you know, someone that I could let run the crew that I could trust to, to run the crew and, and I would just, you know, be able to do other things with another truck. I'm like, well, I can't find anyone. So why even bother spending or investing in another truck? I'll just keep, you know, I'll just keep saving my money, reinvesting in other things in the business for now. And that's, and so that, that's, what's been happening. It's just yet another reason why I haven't had a second truck. I could have gotten a second truck a long time ago, but it's just all these different variables. That I just rat, rattled off and rambled off for the last, however many minutes, you know, that's, that's what kind of prevented me or, uh, made me apprehensive for all of it. So now I just, I finally, I decided, you know, look, I got, I've got one month before we start hitting the ground running and I didn't want to wait any longer and it's the end of the year. So, you know, huge tax break, just FYI there. So we probably won't have to pay any more taxes, you know, property, uh, business taxes, uh, is, is all I'm saying. That's, that's kind of a common thing. You know, when people are getting their, getting their preliminary numbers coming in, if, if you have a CPA or accountant or whatever, and you're, you're tracking your numbers every quarter, you can kind of see where you're at. So, you know, towards the end of the year, you know, your CPA or accountant or whatever is like, Hey, you know, if you have any purchases you want to make, you might want to make them, you know, like, so you don't have to pay uncle Sam, whatever you got, you know, whatever, however many thousands of dollars. So, cause it, it just, it, it lowers your taxable income when you, when you have assets, when you, when you purchase things that are assets for your business. So that's what a work truck or, you know, a truck or trailer or quit, you know, mowers, all that kind of stuff, all, all adds up to that. So 
this should definitely uh, be helpful for the end of the year too. So it's like, I, I was going to get a truck either way. So instead of getting it in the beginning of the year and waiting a whole another year to get that tax break, let's just get it now before the year's over so I can get that big tax break before before uh, before the end of the year there. So, and start putting it to use. And uh, I mean, we're not going to be using two trucks right out the gate, but at least now I can get around with my new, well, new to me, um, truck that, that, uh, that I can also use for work when, when we get to that point, when the seasons, you know, fires back up in the spring and when we're, we're back out with two trucks and one crew and me and maybe me and one other guy or whatever, however it ends up working out, depending on how much work we get, but we're going to do some more advertising this year, all kinds of stuff, more things for me to talk about in other episodes, all the plans that I have going on to keep my business growing. Um, especially now that I have a reliable, consistent right-hand man, we can just hit the ground running and that's, that's kind of been what I, what I've been missing for so long. So I don't have to be the one always in the truck with everyone always doing all the work. Now I can diversify and we can divide and conquer and get more things done. So I'm super excited about that. Again, you know, um, I, I just wanted to get this, I just wanted to get this, this done. We'll be hitting the ground running like come February. We'll probably be using both trucks, uh, regularly, and we'll just be getting after it. So I will definitely be giving updates and giving more details and information about the truck, what kind of truck it is and all that stuff, as well as the rest of my business plans for 2023. I'll be uh, having some episodes for that coming up probably in the next uh, several weeks, basically, you know, once, once the new year hits when, when we get into January. So those are my big updates for you guys. Hopefully you are gearing up for the holidays and you are planning some time off to enjoy it. But hopefully you're still, you know, getting, being productive, getting some work done if you can, whether it's out in the field doing billable work or you're in the office planning and strategizing, you know, recapping, reviewing, um, you know, 2022 and, and maybe making some potential changes for 2023. Uh, maybe I'm even, maybe I've inspired you in some way to, to tweak some things or whatever. I mean, that, that, that'd be great if I was able to help you in some way. Um, but hopefully you guys are doing something. Uh, productive when it comes to your business and your life, you know, spending time with friends, family, and all that. Just always keep moving forward. You, you don't necessarily need to make a huge changes, just any step in the right direction, whether it's raising prices on a particular service or, you know, evaluating your clients and getting rid of the bottom 20%, you know, or, uh, you know, re redoing maybe some emails or restructuring, reorganizing some things, maybe paperwork stuff that you got going on wasn't so good or, you know, what, all kinds of different things. There's so many different ways you can move forward without like spending money or um, doing a whole bunch of things, maybe reorganizing your storage or your shop or your garage or, you know, cl cleaning, cleaning all your equipment, cleaning this or that, fixing stuff, you know, building things, you know, for, for your shop or your trailer or whatever, re you know, repainting, fabricating, all kinds of stuff. This is the time of year to make sure you get all that stuff buttoned up because it's a little bit slower unless you're plowing snow all day, every day, um, you know, do whatever you, you know, you can to rest and recover and enjoy the holidays and also stay productive because if we stop being productive, I know this for a fact, as much as I like to just chill and not do a whole lot sometimes after a long busy season and you, you know, kind of get burned out and you're looking forward to some downtime, you can get caught up in that funk of not doing enough. And then you almost start to feel depressed and, and you fall into this trap of not doing anything. And, and now you just feel like a bump on a log and you're just not, re you know, you, you almost feel worthless. So you got to make sure that you're staying positive and staying productive, you know, getting up, getting dressed every day, like you're going to work, whether you're out mowing lawns or not, you can still get dressed and, and, and kind of mentally and physically do go through the motions so that you can still feel the same similar kind of energy and then go out, maybe drive around, check on your properties, go out and, you know, do quotes or, you know, send email, you know, I'm always looking at, look, thinking of ways that I can, you know, uh, send emails out to my clients for whatever, like, Hey, you know, I noticed a lot of my clients trees need to be limbed up in their front yard because I'm always hitting my head on them when I'm going around them with the trimmer around, especially staying on the mower, you know, like that's an email, you know, like, Hey, you guys, you know, this is January is a good time of year to go limb up trees to get them all ready for the spring and, you know, open up the canopy and, uh, get more sun and everything down around underneath the tree. So the grass doesn't keep thinning out and dying and blah, 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 all that good stuff, you know, and, 
a lot of people will say yes and a lot of people won't respond at all or say, no, I'm good, you know, like whatever. But it's, these are things that you can be driving around, checking out and that's getting you out of the house, you know, and you're writing stuff down on a notebook, you know, Susie's house, you know, Jonathan's house. Like these are the people that I'm going to send the email about their, their limbs, or maybe you're taking pictures, whatever you got to do, but that's keeping you busy. That's keeping you productive. That's keeping you potentially doing billable work, you know, making money, bringing in some revenue, even if it's only a little bit, it's, it's a little bit more than if you didn't do it. So, um, but above all else, like I said, hopefully you guys have been saying this a lot over the last few episodes, because it means so much to me coming from retail management and, and just being stressed out beyond all belief this time of year. I, I love this time of year because it's all about family and friends. And I just love decorating with all the Christmas lights and all the holiday music and, everything it's that that's involved. It's just a joyous time of year. And I just, I, I was kind of taken away from me during retail because it was just so busy and crazy. And I just couldn't enjoy it the way that I wanted to. I couldn't spend as much time with my family as I wanted to. So the last eight years that I've been in my own lawn care business, had my own lawn care business, I've been able to do it my way. And it's been, it's been great. So I just, just, you know, this is my public service announcement and why I'm so passionate about it because this is the time of year you know, it's slower for everybody. And you, I just want you to make sure you enjoy it. Uh, enjoy this time. Get, make sure you get some rest, but stay productive. Don't, don't, don't get too complacent. Um, you want to make, don't get too sedentary. Make sure you keep moving, keep moving forward some way, some, somehow. So anyway, guys, that's enough of my jibber jabber for today. Hope you guys are having a great week, a great month, and you're going to have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to you. If you don't hear any of my future episodes, um, thank you for listening. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.